Thank you very much. Give it up for her. I like how she says, you don't have to say anything, but you do have to be present. That's very important. Um, just want to acknowledge uh, you guys are a very awesome group of people. Um, really thankful to be here and be able to share my heart with you guys. Um, I love Eric Waterbury enough. I think they're amazing people. Um, so give them a round of applause. I know they're not here, um, but they're awesome. Shout out to Cal, too, who brought an amazing worship experience. Um, our ministry is very thankful of him. He's helping mentor our young adult ministry. So um, as Ashley talked about roots growing out, our roots have connected with Epic Life. Um, that way, every joint supplies another. So what his revelation, what he got, he's important to us. And that's, that's from Connection. Amen. And I want to shout out my beautiful wife, Stacy Giacchino. Um, I want to shout out, she, she just got a promotion. Yeah. Amen. Y'all want to know what that promotion is? She went from beautiful to gorgeous. <laughs> it seemed like after she had my baby, she just got better in every way, physically uh, and all that good stuff. Amen. That's for the married folks, though. Um, shout out to my son, DJ. I'm very proud of him. Go ahead and smile. He's very modest. Um, he has straight A's, so I'm extremely proud of him. Um, this was his first year living with Stacy and I full time, um, so I, I was praying hard. I was like, Lord, please don't let me mess this up. So um, at times I was kind of tough on him, but it, it's, it's working out, amen? So cool. And shout out to GNS for uh, supporting. Love you guys. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open us in prayer, and we're going to get straight into it. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Um, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people. And Father, I just pray that revelation knowledge will flow uninterrupted and unhindered. We declare that every satanic and diabolical assignment will not work or frustrate the word that will go forth. Father, I call these people blessed, and I pray that through this word, fruit will remain in their lives, Father. I pray that they will be a better for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you can, I'm going to get straight into it. Let's go to Romans 13. Romans 13, starting at verse 1. Excuse me. Uh, it says, let every person, everyone say every person. And you guys remember from last time, I'm very talkative. I like interaction. So if you don't say that, I'm going to pull it out of you anyways. It says, let every person be loyal, subject to the governing civil authorities, for there is no, everyone say no. Say no like you mean it. There is no authority except from God by his permission, sanction, and those that exist do so by God's appointment. Therefore, he who resists or rebel, I added that part, and sets himself up against the authorities, resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment, or you open the door to the demonical upon themselves, receiving the penalty due to them. So the message that I want to talk about is a little bit of a confrontational message. It's, it's a little bit of a challenging message, and I want to talk about understanding spiritual authority. Tell your neighbor, ooh, ooh. Um, when I was praying, I was like, Lord, please give me something happy and exciting. Let me talk about feeding dreams. Um, but he put this on my heart, 
understanding spiritual authority. And this is extremely important because wisdom is the correct application of things, but understanding is the correct interpretation of things. And if we do not understand how God's kingdom work, we will not position ourselves for God's kingdom to flow through us. Amen. Heaven. Everyone say heaven. Heaven is a kingdom that operates under divine order. And when we align ourselves up with this divine order, we put ourselves in position to receive power. Somebody say power. And that power is the ability to change my circumstances. That power is the ability to get results in life. Amen. So when we do not align ourselves up in submission to God and what he has ordained, we are actually not aligning ourselves up with his power to flow through us. Amen. So this is, this is very important because the world has done a good job at glamorizing rebellion. Amen. You think about the rock stars, the movie stars, um, the athletes, other than Stephen Curry, shout out to the Warriors. Um, all of these people have made rebellion look attractive. You know, we even sell rebellion in clothes. We even give rebellion awards. And the enemy has gl glamorized rebellion but has minimized submission. Everyone say submission. And before you try to turn me off and say, uh-oh, he's going to preach about being submitted and all this stuff, please hear what I have to say because all of us may have had our own encounters of people using submission to their own advantage. Amen? Including myself. A husband can misuse submission. He can use that scripture to try to be a dictator in the home. A boss can use that scripture to try to make you do exactly what he wants. But we have to understand when we're submitting to God's authority, when we're submitting to God's purpose, we're not submitting to the person, we're submitting to God. Amen? And this is extremely important because if we do not understand spiritual authority, we won't understand how to grow and develop to handle the power that God has for us. I was... Uh, showing my wife some of my notes because I was looking at the picture and it says growth. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is God uses spiritual authority to help us grow. And he will use the imperfections of your pastor, your leader, your boss, your spouse to iron out your imperfections. I'm going to say that again. He will use your pastor's imperfections, your boss's imperfections, your leader's imperfections to iron out your imperfection. But if you use their imperfections as a, an excuse to rebel, you miss an opportunity to grow and develop. Amen. The Bible talks about babies can only drink milk, but full grown people can eat solid food. Spiritual authority is not for babies. It's for those ready to get in position to be received or excuse me, to get in position to receive all that God has for them. Amen. But when we do not go to the proper stages of growth and de development, we try to skip steps to destiny. We try to skip steps to promotion. And the thing about it is when you skip steps to destiny or promotion, you have to cheat to stay at the top. You got to manipulate. You got to lie. You got to use fear. You got to use intimidation because you haven't earned. You haven't processed your character to let that do the speaking for you versus you using flesh to speak for you. Amen. So I, I really want us to understand that rebellion is demonic and submission is godly. But there are leaders who made submission look like bondage and the world has made rebellion look like freedom. So I want to reintroduce 
these concepts that came from scripture. Submission is a scripture concept, and God is not telling you to submit to sin, submit to abuse, to submit to things that are not of his will, but he is telling you to submit, which means have a proper attitude. Tell your neighbor, say proper attitude. Submission is more of a posture of humility. Submission is just an attitude, willing to do what's right in the situation. Amen? But obedience, everyone say obedience. Obedience is an action. Um, I want to bring a point to you guys. Now, in order to activate the power of God, we are going to have to be good at cultivating two things. And those two things are submission. Say that with me. Say submission and obedience. We have to learn how to submit to our leaders, but be obedient to God. Amen. And what I see, what, what, what I'm, not what I'm experiencing, but what I'm experiencing through the insight that God has given me, Satan is doing, he's trying to work hard at making the generation of Moses disconnect from the generation of Joshua. In, in all, actuality, all actuality, Moses needs Joshua no more than Joshua needs Moses. It's when the rod of Moses and the sword of Joshua come together, then they can take back territory. Amen? But if our leader doesn't lead a certain way, if our leader doesn't speak a certain way, if our leader doesn't act a certain way, um, and they're not even asking us to do nothing wrong, we find excuses to rebel. We find excuses. Check this out. This is what rebellion does. We find excuses to rebel, and we frustrate the work of the kingdom. Say frustrate. Because God is using their position to iron out your imperfections. He, he, knew what he, he knew what he was calling you to when he asked you to be a part of that church. You pray for that job, but you don't like your boss. You pray for that. You pray for to get married, but now you don't like your spouse. He knew exactly what he was allowing you to get into because he was using that to be a part of the character develop, development process. Amen. And it's so important because if we want the promises of God, we're going to have to have the character of God. We're going to have to have the DNA of God. We're going to have to have the love of God. And this is not something that is just received. This is something that you get a knowledge of and you get an opportunity to act on it. Then it gets developed in your life. Amen. One man. Everyone say one man. One man's rebellion brought death to everyone. One man's rebellion brought death to everyone. In Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve was in the garden and God had told them not to eat of the, the, the fruit uh, of the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Satan came in and brought a different voice. And he made them feel like they were missing out on something. Sometimes you feel like if you're submitted, you're, you're missing out on something. I'm losing myself. I can't be who, you, who I'm supposed to be. Just accept me for who I am. When people say that, that's a person who doesn't want to grow oftentimes. When people get married and say, you just you got to love me the way you want. You're supposed to love me. You just, this is just who I am. You knew what I married. Well, you shouldn't got married then. If you're not willing to change, you shouldn't get married. We want the promotion, but we don't want the responsibilities that require to get the promotion. We, we, we want the job, but we don't want the skill. We want the spouse, but we don't want to cultivate unconditional love. We, we, we want the pulpit, but we don't want to walk in integrity. 
We want all of these promotions, but we don't want to handle the responsibilities that come with that promotion. And God often helps us get to a place to handle that promotion through the process of growth and development. And he often uses these growth and development through spiritual authority. Amen. One man's rebellion brought death to many and one man's submission brought life to many. Jesus had every opportunity to rebel because he was innocent. But oftentimes we don't want to submit and we don't want to go through the process of development because we just feel like they're wrong. You know, I I want justice. I want revenge. I want all of these things. And, And what I realize is justice may take away the need for revenge, but justice doesn't take away the anxiety. It doesn't take away the hurt. This, this crime, all these cops being shown on, uh, uh, what is it, YouTube and all of this stuff, showing that these cops are mistreating people, all of this is just an employ for the enemy to get people to be more rebellious, to get people to rebel against what God has ordained. Amen? Because if we rebel, we deactivate us from the, the power of God. Amen? And a lot of people want justice But what you have to understand that in the greatest injustice known to humanity, which is Christ dying on the cross, the greatest uh, the greatest justification of humanity, man being reconciled to God took place. God used a situation of injustice to bring about justice. I'm going to say that again. God used a situation of injustice to bring about justice. How did he do that? Because God calculated your enemy's plans to harm you when he predestined his plans to prosper you. I'm going to say that again. God calculated that boss who was going to misuse you. God calculated that pastor who may abuse his authority. God calculated that husband or that spouse who are misusing their role in a marriage. God calculated all of that. But if he said, as you do it unto me, not unto man, I've already calculated these attacks against you, and I'm going to prosper you anyways. You can clap for that. I worked hard for that one. The song says, no weapon formed against the show prosper. No weapon formed against the submitted person can prosper. Because if you're out of the will of God, if you're having unprotected sex and you're like, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, no STD, no HIV, no chlamydia, no gonorrhea, none of that can prosper against me. Guess what, fool? You out of the will of God. You out of the will of God. You can use that. Listen, the word of God only works when you're surrendered to the word of God. You can use the name of Jesus all you want, but if you're not surrendered to what that name implies, no power is released. So we're, we're making these confessions over ourselves, and by mercy and grace, he may not allow certain things to happen, but you keep playing with fire, you keep playing with lust, you keep playing with adultery, you keep playing with things that you shouldn't play with, eventually you're going to bring calamity on yourself because God provided protection, provision, purposes, promises, and power in submission, not to man, but to God. Amen. Go with me to Psalm 68 and 6. So what is, what is rebellion? Rebellion is to know the will of God and not do it. Simple as that. I'm not going to try to complicate it. The Bible talked about, as we look at this scripture in just a second, the Bible talked in Matthew 21, the parable of two sons. 
One, uh, the, the, the vineyard worker told the sons to do something. One son said, I don't want to do it. This is stupid, whatever. I don't want to do it. But then he eventually did it. The other son said, yes, I'll do it. But he never went and did it. And the rebellious person is not necessarily the one who is complaining or is, you know, verbalizing, hey, I don't really want to do it. The rebellious person is the one who says they're going to do it and really doesn't do it. The person who says, I love God, but still haven't surrendered all themselves to God. Amen. I'm not preaching fire and brimstone. What I'm just trying to preach is we have to be properly aligned to the kingdom in order to get kingdom manifestation. Amen. Because if we think that we don't have to be accountable to nobody, we don't we think that we don't have to be submitted to anybody. All those people are full of pr- in prison. When I went to prison, it was a it was full of people who doesn't know submission. We're not sons of anarchy. We're sons of God. Amen. Anybody saw that show? Sons of An- Anarchy. Oh, man, I hope I'm not telling to myself that is not a good show to watch. <laughs> Horrible show. Horrible show. But check this out. Psalm 68 and 6, if we can get it on the screen. It says, God places the solitary families and gives the desolate a home in which to dwell. He leads the prisoners out to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched, dry land. Wow. Which means I can be anointed. I can be gifted. I can do amazing things, but if I don't properly submit myself, God can't use you because you're unpredictable. God can't use you. If if you're in here and you're a Christian and you love God, but you haven't properly submitted yourself to God, to his will, that may be the reason why you're dwelling in a dry land. That may be the reason why things are not happening for you, because it's impossible for someone who submitted to God's will and go through the process of growth and de- development that God is not going to give them more. Amen. First Samuel 15, 22 through 23 says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I know, and again, I know this is not a popular topic. Of course, I, you know, I wanted to preach something that was going to make y'all shout and get up. But I want to see growth. I want to see fruit that will remain in your life. Amen? And this is something that I had to incorporate in my life because from 15 to 23, I was a very rebellious person. Didn't submit to my parents, didn't submit to my boss, showed up when I wanted to show up, did what I wanted to do, and blessings didn't flow my way. Amen. But when I got in alignment with God's will, I got submitted to a church, I got submitted to the vision, I got submitted to the process, things started to flow. Amen. Don't just show up to church, but not show up and be a part of the process of the vision of what that church has. Amen. If you're called to Capital Christian Center, submit to what Capital Christian Center is giving birth to. Even if you disagree, even if you disagree, chances are you're not going to agree with 50 percent of what your leaders or your pastors do sometimes. But it's not about that. Don't allow yourself to be the one that's frustrating the kingdom work in your ministry, in your church. Amen. Because it's all a lesson. It's all an opportunity for growth. Young adults have an awesome privilege 
to help senior pastors win in the next generation, help bring in the lost. Amen. Your senior pastors actually need you guys. They, they, our senior pastors need us. My senior pastor needs me just as much as I need him because God has given us innovation. He's given us creativity. He's given us all these different gifts that we need to use for the kingdom to bring people in. Amen. Check this out. Go with me to 2 Thessalonians. And I'm going to need somebody to help me on my time so I'll make sure I don't go over. 2 Th- Thessalonians chapter 2. It says, for the mystery of lawlessness, the hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority is already at work in the world. But it, was, it is restrained only until he who restrains is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed and the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by his appearing at the coming age. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is through the activity and working of Satan and will be attended by great power and with all sorts of pretending miracles and signs, uh, delusive marvels, all of them lying wonders. The spirit of rebellion is a satanic spirit. Tell your neighbor it's a satanic spirit. Now, I'm not one of those pastors that demonize everything, but we got to demonize rebellion because that didn't come from God. That came from the fall of humanity, which was instigated and provoked by Satan. So if Satan wants to stop the kingdom of God from working in you, he has to give you legitimate reasons to why you don't want to do what you want to do. The rebellious person finds good reasons to be rebellious. Well, you yelled at me, so I didn't want to listen. <laughs> right? Chances are when truth comes at you, it never comes in a way you want it to come. It's not going to come nice always. It's not going to come sweet always. The fact is, as Christians who have the Holy Spirit, we need to know how to hear truth no matter how it comes out. And sometimes God will, have to, God will use your enemies to tell you the truth because your friends are continue to kiss you with flattery. Amen. The Bible says wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy, but sometimes our enemies is giving us truth and our friends are kissing us. Sometimes our friends are not telling us the truth, so God has to allow an enemy to tell you the truth. And you can either take that truth and allow it to polish you, or you can take that truth and let it be like sandpaper and rub you the wrong way. But for me, I I choose to to allow anything that I hear, I'm going to examine in my life, Lord, is this truth that you're bringing to me? Because I don't want to frustrate the work of the kingdom. I don't want to be outside of his will. Amen? So check this out. The Bible says that in the last days, everyone say last days. He talked about people will depart from the faith behind the spirit of seduction and deception. Tell your neighbor, say seduction and deception. He is trying to seduce a whole generation into thinking that you do not have to have work ethic. You do not have to have character. You do not have to have presence in life to fulfill the kingdom of God. Amen? And when you don't submit yourself to the ways of God, you find convenient ways to justify your rebellion. You find convenient ways to try to lead you to where you want to go. Amen? We take shortcuts. Tell your neighbor, no shortcuts. Now, I want to introduce you guys to a a particular story. Go with me to Daniel 3. 
Because I want to show you guys that in scriptures, if we know how to submit to our leaders but be obedient to God, miracles take place, a greater witness for Jesus Christ takes place, and promotion takes place. If you want to say promotion. Daniel 3, check this out. Verse 14 is where we're going to start at. We're going to be doing some reading. It says, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, um, my pastor says, and that bad Negro. (laughs) He's an (laughs) African-American. Do not yet serve, do, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the cornet, flute, music, all of that, well, but if you worship not, you should be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? If any person had an opportunity to be rebellious, was Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro. <laughs> <laughs> But check how they check how they navigated through this because if you're put it like this, if you can't handle the conflict at your church, God can't use you in the conflict with the world. If you don't know how to work with Christians, how are you going to get homosexual saves? If you don't know how to work with Christians, how are you going to get other people saved who don't have the Holy Spirit? This is the fundamental. This is the foundation ground. God allows challenges to arise within church, leaders, bosses, because he's trying to prepare you to have the capacity to handle more. Amen? Does does anybody want the capacity to handle more? I know I do. So you're going to have to take this posture of humility and submission. Check this out. Next verse. Bam. Oh, it's already up there. Man, you're quick. It said, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand. O king, check this out. The O king is the submission. They didn't say, you stupid king, we ain't about to do this. God is about to deliver us. They didn't get hecka rebellious. I mean, they had every right to get kind of uh, ratchet with the king. <laughs> Anybody know what ratchet means? <laughs> Ghetto. <laughs> um, they they could they they could have got really Hebrew on him. Um, but they said, "Oh, king, here's the submission." Here's the massage. Here's the submission. Here's the massage. Here's putting, here's allowing God to now channel through this, this act of submission to now work on the king's heart. Amen. Sometimes when you're leaders, sometimes when your spouse, sometimes anybody who's over in authority with you, sometimes that, that submission massages them to now hear your point of view at some point. Check this out. O king, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. Ooh. Sometimes people don't want to be submitted because they're afraid of being controlled. That was me. 
I didn't like submission. I didn't like to be controlled. I grew up in a house where my mother was very controlling. She used to tell me at the age of 18, I can't go in the refrigerator past 7 p.m. I'm thirsty. She just cleaned the whole house up. She's like, you going to make a mess? Do not go in the kitchen at 7 p.m. I said, I can't wait till I get out of your house. I'm going to be drinking juice all the time past 7 p.m. <laughs> um, but we don't submit because we're afraid to be controlled. But if you change the perspective that I'm not submitting to you per se, I'm submitting to the authority God gave you. But check this out. When you have this reverence for those who are abusing their power, guess what it does? It now activates God to hold them accountable to the power they're abusing. Because check this out, Nebuchadnezzar, if you read the book of Daniel, at some point he was, he was crazy. He was eating with the animals and stuff because he was abusing his power. But when we do not know how to keep our love on, Kylo, shout out to everybody who read the Kylo books. Shout out to Danny Silk. When we don't keep our love on, we don't keep God's presence in the situation. I'm going to say that again. When we don't keep our love on, we don't keep God's presence working through us in a situation. The Bible says God is what? Love. And where love is, who's there? God. So this was love responding. So this was God about to respond. Oh, my gosh. That was good to me. Check this out. And he commanded the most mighty men where in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them in the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats um, in their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the bur- burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or, yeah, all that good stuff. Check this out. They submitted to the wrong king, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego submitted to the right king. They got burned by the fire because they put the king, the natural king, above the spiritual eternal king. And it says right here, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Next verse. Then, everyone say then. Nebuchadnezzar, the king was Uh, astound and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. He answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the what? The son of God. Come on. Submission activates heaven's economic system of angels to help you out in any situation you're going through. See, they submitted to an earthly king, but we submit to a better kingdom. We submit to a higher kingdom. We submit to the king of kings. So no matter how many people are abusing me, no matter how my leaders are taking advantage of me, I'm submitting to a God who will not allow me to be burnt up in the situations where I'm bringing honor to. Amen. Check this out. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the most high God. Oh, now they are acknowledging his God. Amen. Before he was telling them to serve his God. See, you got to understand when we submit, we are aligning ourselves with a kingdom that's greater than any kingdom. 
When Jesus went to Pontius Pilate and Pontius Pilate said, don't you know I got the power to either let you go or crucify you? Jesus says, you ain't got no power except the power that God has given to you. Because he knew that the only way to win in this earth realm that is uh, fragmented, that is satanic, that is rebellious, is to submit to God. That's the only way we're going to win in life is our submission to God. And we can't allow the people we submitted who abused us and hurt us to now make us feel like God is going to do the same thing to us. We can't use our earthly relationships to, to, to make us think that God is going to treat us the same way. And it says right here, and come hither, then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come forth in the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the kings and counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. No power. Tell your neighbor, no power. No power. Nor was a hair of their head messed up. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. We're almost done. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Sometimes you can't be afraid of conflict and disagree and submit, but still honor God with obedience. Because in your disagreement, you may show your leader that they're wrong, but you disagreed in a respectful way. Check this out. This is what you got to understand. They didn't submit to the command, but they submitted to the fire. Oh, my gosh. They didn't submit to the command, but they submitted to the fire. You don't have to always do exactly everything they want to do or what they want you to do, but you should submit to the consequences because if you know that God told you to do what you were supposed to do, the consequences can't touch you. It can't burn you. It can't consume you because your consuming God will override their, their power. Amen? Because we serve a greater kingdom. And it says, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants? that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they may not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree. Oh my, this is the good part. That every people, nation and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king what? Then the king what? Come on, say that with me. Then the king what? So you got to go through the persecution to get the promotion. You got to be submitted to get to the promotion, but you're not submitting to foolishness. You're not submitting to sin. You're not submitting to man. You're submitting to God. And when you submit to God, you activate a supernatural power that exceeds any power in this earth realm. Glory be to God. I'm stirred up. You guys stirred up? Stand to your feet. Let me, let me pray with you guys real quick. I'm praying that God will expose the rebellion in our hearts or the deception of thinking that rebellion brings freedom. It does bring freedom of speech, but it doesn't bring freedom for the kingdom to work through you. God wants us to be submitted to him, not to people, but to him. And if you keep this posture of being submitted to him, he will navigate. He will show you how to work through tough situations.
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that as I was obedient to your word and, and speaking on spiritual authority, I pray for those who heard this word, that they will receive it on good grounds, that they won't be a generation that is rebellious, Lord. They won't be a generation that has a form of godliness but denying the power. They won't be a generation that loves the pleasure of sin more than the pleasures of God. I pray that they will go through the pain so they can become powerful. I pray that they will go through the persecution so they can get the promotion. Father, I pray that you give us wisdom in what to submit to. I pray that you give us understanding, and we just thank you for it. I speak a blessing over everyone in here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen.